Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Uh, we just want to give you the, the, the background to what was going on whilst this show happened that you're about to hear. Uh, we, had, we came into work after quite a busy day and there was no milk in the entire building. <laughs> so we've had to do this show you're about to hear. Even though we sound like we're in good moods, we're masking what is an unbelievable pressure situation to be in. That They haven't even got the UHT little pots of milk. We haven't got that. Thing. There's the thing, right? It's not as if, like, we're talking about they've run out of one of those great big bottles of, you know, six pints. Six pints. We're dealing with, at the moment, any cup of tea we make, we're having to use, like, those hotel sachets, aren't we? So we're already on the bare bones of things. <laughs> and they've gone. And they haven't even got them. So, I mean, it's a little bit like SAS Who Dares Wins in terms of pushing people to the absolute limit. Imagine how you survive with no milk. And bear it in mind when you listen to every second of the upcoming podcast and think, they're doing this on no tea. Laughing outwardly, crying on the inside. Enjoy. Good to have you company on this Thursday night. Do you remember on Monday we went out and had a team night out? That seems like ages ago, but it was only on Monday. Uh, um, we had a team night out and we were playing uh, board games. We had a board game night out, uh, playing Ticket to Ride and Dobble and stuff like that as well. Ever since then, I'm going to be honest with you, we've been high on board games in this team, haven't we? <laughs> we have. A lot of chat on our WhatsApp group, which is brilliant for me, because obviously I'm a, I'm a right old board game nerd, so it's brilliant to have you guys on board with this. Uh, but there's been a lot of chat about it, and we're always on the lookout for show merch and an opportunity. We've got tea towels and stuff. We've done those kind of things, face masks a few months ago. Someone, I think one of the listeners mentioned, and it's come up in, in a, a chat a couple of times, uh, that we should do a board game about not just home time, but this part of the day. Yeah. That, you know, we all meet up at four here on the radio and talk to you guys. Everyone's kind of going through their own little end of the end of the working day or the day process. So what about a board game to do with that? It's a time of the day that needs celebrating and is, is going to work perfectly in board game style. I mean, you know, getting up's great and all that. You've got the day ahead of you. But yeah. at home time, you're heading home. The, the very essence of the work. There's, there's a pot of gold at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Which is normally ham, egg and chips on your lap watching TV Beautiful. or something. So well, this is going to be kind of a, like a modern take on snakes and ladders, right? What we need from you, just as a brainstorm about this part of the day, Give us a roll on two-sided dice, two, two, uh, two six-sided dice, so something between two and 12, roll on the two dice, and then uh, add to that like a consequence or boon drawn from your experience of this part of the day. For example, you roll a three, you left your wallet in the office and have to go back and get it. Oh, nightmare. That's a nightmare, isn't it? How about if you roll two twos? Yes. Right? So it's four. A you roll four. two twos, you discover... It's two for Tuesday. That's great, and it's, it's, it's all, like, themed up, isn't Exactly. It? Then you know you've got pizza in the evening. Double one, snake eyes, sat down, but you got no milk. Got to go back to the shop again, <laughs> you tracky bottoms. <laughs> Yours are all very negative rolls. I need to be a bit more positive. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a, a straight 12. Tea is ready as soon as you get through the door. There we go. you got it. you got the idea. Uh, so we need a roll on two six-sided dice and a consequence or boon, please, for home time, the board game. 8, 12, 15, the text. Nate says, if you roll a two, so that'd be two ones. Two ones, yes, Our snake eyes. is improving, isn't it? Yeah, we've improved since last night. Uh, Nate says, roll the two, child's forgotten school bag, return to start. Oh, that is bad, isn't it? Yeah. Turning and around in traffic. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Ryan says, roll a three, there's football on the telly tonight, but you're an Everton fan and they're going to get thumped. Now, that's not fair, all right? That's not fair. You and I, we hang around a lot before the show. We've been pretty much hanging around together all day. We've not spoken about it. It's not even been said, but it's now <laughs> it's in the room thanks to Ryan. So let's not ruin the board game. Don't make me turn the table over, Sunshine. Are you OK? Not really. OK. <laughs> let's carry on. 8, 12, 15. <laughs> 8, 12, 15. 
to get in touch. I'm wearing sunglasses indoors. So you know, your mum's been crying and doesn't want anyone to know about it. No, I'm fine. Uh, Andy says, roll of seven, flat battery. I'd say that's quite a uh, that's quite a high roll for a nasty consequence. And you know what? Don't, don't want to sound like too much of a, of a board game nerd here, but I think, like, six and seven, there's a there's a higher frequency of different ways to roll that. Oh, right. Compared to other, like, there's only one way to roll a two. That's a lot of flat batteries. It's a lot of and flat batteries. And I don't batteries. think there's many flat batteries that happen these days. It's not representative of modern motoring, is I it? I don't hear people getting flat batteries. Or maybe people who get flat batteries are ashamed, don't talk about it. <laughs> it's true, it could be going quiet. Uh, Chris says, I'd throw in some cards for a bit of gamesmanship, e.g. another player can request a favour that sends you to the other side of town just as you're about to win, stroke get home, but perhaps you could also pick up a valid excuse card that blocks those crafty players. Oh, that is smart, I like that. Genius. Uh, Gary, give us your consequence. There's a couple of times that I've actually sort of decided to leave work thinking it's a Friday and it's actually a Thursday, I was devastated. Oh! devastated. So, what what number would that be on on the roll of two normal dice? I, w- I would say it's got to be a double one. It's it's, it's a horrible feeling because it's the, f- the end of the week and you're thinking that's it, that's me done for the weekend. But unfortunately, it's not. I like that. It's like like this proper slide down the ladder on snakes and ladders. Yes. Actually, a snake. That's definitely the biggest snake on the board. It is a big snake. <laughs> so Monday evening, we went out for a little board game night ourselves, a little team-building night. Tuesday, here we are, full of all board games, all excited, saying, oh, it'd be great to do uh, a board game night with the listeners. Uh-huh. Yesterday's show, breaking news, so Asmodee UK get in touch with us, saying, well, we could help you put that on. Um... They, they helped sort of distribute the games like Catan and Ticket to Ride Europe that we were playing on Monday night itself and all that kind of stuff. So here's the breaking news, right? Our people talking to their people. Yeah. This will happen. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be February next year. So it's not really far away, to be quite frank. <laughs> uh, Cahoots in London. Uh, we're going to put on a board game night for you guys. Uh, and we're going to give away tables to you next week here on the show. It's like a Craig David song. We only went out on Monday, then we talked about it on Tuesday. It's escalated. It really has escalated. But it's exciting. Uh, so watch out for that next year. It's going to be fantastic. Giving away, like I say, tables next week. It's going to be what we all need. The perfect tonic after mm. Christmas. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're creating our uh, own board game home time, the board game after your ideas. And Ryan has just tweeted to say, how about you throw a 10 and you come home to find that your toddler's spending the night at his grandparents? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have been getting in touch with negative things, so Conrad is uh, Conrad is bucking that trend. Double three, you remembered to put six cans of beer in the fridge before you left for work, nice and cold when you get home. I love that. Or you can use nature's fridge, which is the back doorstep. Of course. And it's the perfect weather for it tonight. Uh, what about this? Aidan Hull here. When you answer, what about a double one and you answer the phone with make me a winner and it's a flipping estate agent? <laughs> Actually, the word he used was even worse than that, but I couldn't use it. That's uh, good. Right, Nick, what have you got for us? Yeah, roll 11 and you'll end up stuck in a two-hour traffic jam on the M6. The pain in your voice when saying that suggestion makes us suspect that you might be in that situation right now, Nick. It's daily. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. I mean, Bush, you play more board games than me. An 11 seems a very high number to have such a return of a two-hour jam. Yeah, it's, it sounds like, you know, the 11 is like a high five. Yes, great high score. You, you want uh, maybe double one. Sounds like snake eyes to me, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And what's the worst thing about being stuck in that queue, just so we can add it into our board game? There isn't really any. It's just you're stuck in a traffic jam and you can't go anywhere. Nick, what about um, as a, a you know as a switch up? Have you not got the M6 toll uh, at the risk of going a little bit road chat? Yeah. There is the M6 toll, but seven quid every time. Hey, it's lovely though, isn't it? Plush, very plush bit of motorway. That lovely asphalt. Definitely is. But um, I travel from Stoke to Solihull daily, so 
it'd be too expensive to do. Well, actually, what about this, right? So, say you've rolled an 11, like Nick says, and you've got the, you've got the, the traffic on the M6. You could play a card that is the M6 toll. Yes. And then you don't have to... You can re- maybe re- roll the dice again, and off you go. There we go. Does that work, Nick? That sounds like a plan. Soldiering on, despite the fact that there's no milk in the entire building don't. on this Thursday evening. Don't. Outrageous situation we're in. Can't make a tea. Can't do any, even the, even the little sachets, little UHT sachets, got none of them. Thankfully, um, we're into a month where every day, uh, if you choose to have an advent calendar, you can open up a door and have some chocolate at breakfast time. It's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful thing. Uh, although, Bush, I've got a looming crisis. So, this Christmas, uh, I've got one of those, uh, you know the lint chocolate balls you can get? Oh, they're lovely. They're well, I, I would say probably the best Christmas confectionery. They're fantastic and I've got one of them uh, as my advent calendar uh, and in that uh, I've looked on the back of the box there are so there's 24 windows right uh, there are 12 of which which are going to be the milk chocolate uh, milk chocolate lint ball that's great. How do you know though that they're, they're the stats? Because it says on the box because <laughs> because there's all the fun sucked out of life these days <laughs> they've still got to give the nutritional <laughs> values on the back of the advent calendar so it says that 12 of them are going to be the milk chocolate ones. Gotcha. It says that four are going to be the white chocolate ones. Nice. It says that four are going to be the salted caramel ones. Lovely. And then here's the problem. Four of them are going to be the coconut lint balls. Now, I've heard you kind of fling mud at them before. What's your problem with them? My, my problem's with coconut. My problem's with uh, with Milky Way. My problem's bounty. with... Bounty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. I bounty? Sorry, the bounty, yeah. Problems with that. Uh, problems with the uh, the coconut-covered Ferrero Rochers. I've, I've previously had a, uh, had a dash at them before. Yeah, you've been very active on the anti-coconut community. But the problem is, with your advent calendar, you go down, you open it up, and you're excited, but it's a lottery. You don't know what's behind. Yeah. So there's going to be four days in the run-up to Christmas where I'm going to be really excited. Open the door, it's coconut. So your, your dislike of coconut and chocolate uh, would exceed your want to have chocolate in the morning. So you'd, you'd actually just leave it there and... I would leave it there. That's unbelievable. Here's the thing. What I'm offering up, and I'm hoping there's going to be enough home time listeners uh, that will be in a similar position in some way, shape or form, I'm offering up an exchange deal. OK. OK. For home time listeners, I'm offering the chance for you to have one each... Of your... Coconut lint balls. balls. OK, one of mine. <laughs> Yes, yes, you can put it that way. There's, there's an offer. In exchange... What do they need to do? <laughs> <laughs> they need to give me something behind one of their doors, OK? So what am I getting in exchange for me sending you one of my balls? OK, so they might have uh, maybe someone in their advent calendar that they're not that keen on. Or can we open this up to just, like, maybe you've got confectionery knocking around the house. Maybe someone's been bought a load of them dime bars from yeah. Ikea and they don't like them. I'm happy with that. I, and, I, and for the record, I'd take a dime bar. All OK, right? for, well, that's I'd good to know. That. So get in touch right now. What are you offering in exchange for one of my coconut balls. OK. Can I just clarify? Because yeah. I don't have an, I don't have an advent calendar. We, we've fallen out about this before. I think they're for children. Our, our daughter's gone, right? But so do you and your... Do you, does Natalie have one? Does your wife Natalie have her own... You've got your own advent calendar yeah, each? Yeah, yeah, She's got Toblerone nuggets in hers. And what, does Does Rocco have an advent calendar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So got... all three of you have got your own advent calendar? Oh, yeah. It must be busy in the mornings around at your house. Oh, it's exciting It's times. unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Monster Truck Chris says... Come on, Richie, it's the season of giving, not the season of swapping. Give freely of your balls. <laughs> no, uh, I want something back for my coconut balls, so let me know what you are uh, willing to offer. Uh, Mike says I've got a pork-scratching advent calendar if you want something savoury. Ooh, that'd be all right. Sounds good. Uh, Nicola, what are you offering up? Well, I love coconut, so you can have a lip balm. 
And now polish for the wife. Hang on, hang on, hang on. A, li- a lip balm. This isn't edible. What, yeah. what kind of uh, what kind of advent calendar have you got? It's not edible, but it's a beauty item. Do you want it or not? Uh, well, no, I'm confused. What, <laughs> what kind of advent calendar have you got? It's an M&S beauty one. <laughs> oh wow! So you're offering seriously offering Richie lip balm on the show this evening. Um, can have it. Do you know what? Do you know what? In fairness, Nicola, okay, at first sight, a beauty calendar might not be my cup of tea, but I do suffer from dry skin and sometimes get the old chap lips in the winter, so a lip balm (laughs) might be a good idea. Is there any Vaseline in there? Richie, if you want the lip balm, you can have it, hon. I'll send you one of my coconut balls. One? Yes. I'm being fasted. I want all four. Deal's off. Sounds like the deal's off. Uh, Rob M says, best I can offer is a signed photo of myself, framed or unframed. <laughs> no, thanks, Rob. Who the hell do you think he is? <laughs> and we've got Kenny on the line now with an offer you can't refuse. Put it to him, Kenny. For exchange for a coconut lint ball, mm-hmm. I'm willing to exchange a whole Terry's chocolate orange. Do you know, sometimes if a, ge- a deal is too good to be true, there's something happy <laughs> about it. That can't be right. Have you seen, have you seen the size of those balls he's got? They're tiny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm obviously more of a nut man than a bull person. It's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> um, Bush is right. This seems like a deal that is too good to be true. What's going on? I get them all the time at Christmas and I can't stand them. Wow, so you've just got like a, ba- a backlog of Terry's chocolate oranges that you just want to shift? <laughs> We're not a backlog. I mean, Mrs. bought me one the other day and... Um... I haven't got the heart to tell her I don't like it, so I hope she's not listening. Wow. So, Richie, I mean, that's the first one. Has you sold? Kenny, you're in. He's um, in. Yeah, the moment the moment that I open an advent calendar and there's a coconut lint ball behind, it's heading to your place. Send me that chocolate orange, fella. That's no problem. It's an interesting kind of chocolate stock exchange going on this evening. John says, Richie, what about a bottle of homebrew? Although he says, I'm sure that's not a fair trade. <laughs> I'm not sure it is, thanks, John. And Andreas says, how about a Percy Pig chocolate? Now we're talking. Home time with Bush and Richie. It's the radio show with a station for every decade. And right now, it's time once again to jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer sequential questions from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to bag yourself 500 quid? I've had a bit of a run of bad luck recently with people getting trapped in uh, early decades, only a couple of steps into their journey. Let's hope for better things this evening as we speak to Simon. Hello, Simon. Hi, Bush. How are you? Good. Simon, are you confident? Um, so, so, 50-50. <laughs> OK. Have you been doing anything to get yourself... Uh, we, we keep going on each night about practising. Have you been practising to get yourself ready for this? I did last night. I went on the Alexa and had a couple of goes. Didn't get the full seven, but it got close. Wow. Good man. Good. It's good, isn't it, that little app? It is really good. It's really good. We've voiced all the questions. It's just like this. Obviously, <laughs> don't have the pressure of actually being live on the radio at the time, but it's a good way to get yourself in the zone. It is, definitely. Right, seven questions. Simon, one from each of the sister stations. Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s in the present day. You've got 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on the question, and when the time is up, the game ends. It all makes sense, right? That's perfect, yep. Good lad. Uh, all you've got to do is pick a decade. We'll calibrate the time machine, and off we go. Uh, go for my favourite one, the 90s. Oh, we haven't had anyone start away from the 60s for a while, so this is good. OK, uh, we're going to start in the 90s. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 90s. Name the song that Aerosmith wrote for the 98 disaster film Armageddon. 
I don't want to miss a thing. Correct. Naughties, which band has headlined the Glastonbury Festival most? The first of four headline slot slots in 2002. Uh, Coldplay. Yes. Tens, David Cameron and which other politician held the role of Prime Minister in 2010? Gordon Brown. Correct. Present day, which reality TV programme had to abandon its live show the other weekend thanks to Storm Arwen? I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yes. 60s, which world-renowned music magazine was first published in November 1967? Enemy? No. Uh, Melody Maker Q? No, nope. Um... Keep naming magazines, music mags. Select? No. Okay, um, it's gone. You're a loser, and you have lost. Oh, Simon, time is up. It was Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, dear. But Never no mind. disgrace. You were on quite some march there. Well done. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. Uh, you are trapped in the 1960s, which means you'll probably have a cigarette and some beer for breakfast <laughs> for the rest of your life. Sounds good, sounds good. He is trapped there, but I can't get over that. I thought he was. I thought he was heading all the way. No winner today. Uh, we will play again on Monday. Simon has gone the furthest that we've had anyone go for a long time. It proves practice pays off in this competition. So you can play the Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by doing what Simon did, saying "Open the Through the Decades game." to run the Hometime Film Club. This is where you get the chance to get in touch with us uh, and ask of the Hometime listeners and Bush and I will give our tuppence as well. Give us a very, very specific brief for a movie that you need to watch and we'll make the suggestions. Um, it's, it's been... Do you mean to say tuppence then? Is that the, is that the right phrase? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just thought a tuppence was someone else. I think it was... Uh, or was it two pennies worth? Two pennies worth. worth. OK. But that's the same as. Oh, yes, fair enough. That's fun. <laughs> We're falling apart. We are We'll be apart. quite open with you. Yep. We're falling apart. It's been a long day. Oh. Um, I think this, this works, this thing, right? Because have you ever done this before? You've sat down... Oh, well, let's watch a movie. Sit down with Netflix. Mm. And there's too much there. Absolutely. So you need a bit of a, a guide. And you can get in touch at uh, hometimeatabsoluteradio.co.uk on the email. That's what Amy's done. She says, Bush and Richie, please help. My dad is coming over tonight to watch a movie to ours. He's a very learned man and loves his history. And listen to this, he's asked if we can watch a movie about a historical character. Okay. Says, my partner and I are completely at a loss. Please help, what do we get? Shouldn't be too much at a loss, because there's a lot out there to choose. Um, I, I don't think you can look too far beyond Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Is that like, is that like a real, real historical character, or...? Oh, Robin Hood? Yeah. Well, I'm not talking the Disney one. I'm not, I'm not talking a talking fox. I'm talking like Kevin Costner here. But I don't think he was like a real person. I don't think he actually really existed. Of course he did. Sheriff from Nottingham existed. So I, did King Richard. That's good, but well, at least they, they are real. But yeah, I'm not, exactly, I'm not entirely yeah. sure. I mean, people from Nottingham do get in touch. Is it actually real or not? I'm not too sure. You tell someone from Nottingham that Robin Hood didn't <laughs> exist. See how that goes down. They've got a statue of him, haven't they? they have, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get in trouble from people from Nottingham at all, but, you know. So that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, Zombie on Twitter says, Darkest Hour, which is about Winston Churchill. That's a great movie. Who, what's his name, the actor? And he gets prosthetic up like you wouldn't believe. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Absolutely amazing performance. So these are good. Uh, help Amy out. Her dad's coming over in the next hour and 
half, which means to get on with this. Uh, a movie with or to do with a historical character such as Robin Hood. It's a bit of a weird one, this, because it's quite a dark subject matter, but I think Downfall, about the final days of Hitler, again, not exactly a laugh a minute. No. Uh, it's an amazing film. And there's so many dubbed-over bits of it where people have said it's like, uh, you know... Yeah. ...when Everton... Oh, having a nightmare in the boardroom. The amount everyone's done a redubbing in terms of the subtitles of Downfall, but so it's an iconic movie. But I think if her dad's into his history, that's an interesting, slightly niche bit of history. I haven't seen that film, so even if Amy's dad doesn't go for it, that is one that I would give a try. That's uh, a good shout. Uh, Jill in Norwich says I suggest The King's Speech. I rewatched it recently. Brilliant film. Great film. Uh, Mark says Imitation Game. I'm hoping that is the film about Alan Turing. I got the name wrong when I was doing a pub quiz a few weeks back. <laughs> uh, but it's worth watching. It's a great film. I've seen that. That is so good. It's a great film. Uh, and if you ever go to uh, Bletchley Park, it's an amazing place mm. to go and visit as well. And the way this country treated him after he did so many amazing Don't. things for us yeah. is an actual disgrace. So... A brilliant movie. Keep your suggestions coming in. Uh, so many coming through. Doug and Bolton says Hidden Figures, amazing film. It is. I've seen that. Hacksaw Ridge, great film yes. based on a true story about a war hero. They're great. I've tried to put forward Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I'm getting knocked down because you're saying it's not a true story. I just think he's a fictional character, isn't he, Robin Hood? Uh, I don't think he is. Uh, and Matt is hanging on. Matt, you've got some intel for me. Well, I live in uh, Robin Hood County, uh, so I live near Edwinstow. Okay. And I travel through there very regularly with the um, statue, and that's where he married Maid Marion. But it's, it's a fairy tale, isn't it, Robin Hood? I thought it was a fairy tale. I didn't realise he was actually real. Absolutely, absolutely not. It's so true. It's real. <laughs> if you travel through Edwinster with all the bracken, the stuff that's surrounding the area, you'd believe it. It's absolutely real. So is Edwinstow is is in Sherwood Forest? It is, absolutely. Near Clumber Park... So, so yeah. just to confirm then, uh, Robin Hood, green tights, all that kind of stuff, stole from the rich to give to the poor, married Maid Marian, curly ginger hair. Yes, yes, there's a statue there in Edwinstow where he married Maid Marian, uh, and it's absolutely real. Well, the, so that's a perfect film to watch. The Even great news is legend. that makes Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, absolutely eligible for this tonight. Don't drive a wedge between Amy and her dad. He's expecting a big movie, all right? It does, it does. He should watch it tonight. Now, we need to make a decision soon on what film is going to win tonight's Hometime Film Club, a film revolving around a historical figure. Steve, what's your suggestion? Uh, Bill and Ted, Adventure. Right, so Amy's dad, who sounds like he's quite a clever fella, is going to come <laughs> over, being promised a movie about a historical character, and you think Amy's going to have to sit there and, and say to him, we're going to watch Bill and, Bill and Ted, right? <laughs> Oh, right, some historical characters in the film. I mean, he's ticked that brief, but I'm not. Uh, it's a loophole. <laughs> it's, it's a loophole. Very much one. Imagine his face when Keanu Reeves comes on. It was worth a shout. Okay, Steve, good to have your intel on that as well. I tell you what, right? Go on then. Let's recommend Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, <laughs> and let's just see what happens in Amy's lounge when her dad <laughs> sits down to watch that. I just, I just want to. I'd love to be a fly on the wall of that particular thing. Just returning to. Um, the Nadir that we were in at the beginning of the podcast without any uh, milk today. What would you say is the worst staple to be without at home? I'd say I'd go with milk. We, we had the same situation the other night at our house where I got in in the evening after work. I always have a cup of tea watching the TV. Mm. And mother, I'd throw Katie under the bus on this. She, she'd had milk but then left what, what I would describe <laughs> as a wafer 
a, a little tiny effervescent bit of milk at the bottom. So I had to put my shoes and coat back on again and then trudge down to the Tesco. There's the thing. I don't, I don't want to... You've already thrown her under the bus. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, I'm just going to... She's under there. I'm going to keep her under for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I happen to know your other half, Katie, doesn't drive. So when you're in that situation, you get home, it's not as if you can get in and then, then she'll go, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll go out in the car and go and get... You, you've got to go and get that milk. Do you know what? I'm, you know what I go in? I don't go in the car. I go on my electric scooter. Oh, do you So indeed? I look like a dealer. <laughs> Tracky bottoms, coat, wearing the coat by just the hood <laughs> with, a, with a carrier bag on one of the handles. Look like I'm dealing.